0: Like tiner. Tiner. Yo, Yo, this is just- Justin B. Bieber. Hey, hey it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Hello, Bieber. You're in a hoodie. Though. That's true. He's always wearing a hoodie. I know. It's really sad.
1: It's okay. We'll get you an SG hoodie.
2: <laughs> I wanted one of the hoodies that everybody made for you.
1: I know. Connor made it.
0: What are we doing, Connor? Hook us up with some goods. Oh, there it is. Oh, my oh, she did. them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: By the way, hello, beautiful human. We have a uh, Dan here. Hello. hello. Hello.
1: Am I supposed to put on the headphones?
0: If you want to. Do you want to? I don't care. I sound much better probably through the headphones.
1: Oh wow, this is for you. But it's <laughs> so. I see. Yeah, we're here for Zach, not you.
2: I, I love
0: it. Okay. I did have them exchange out a brand new pair too. Yeah. Because I was like, you know, Selena's coming.
1: Oh wow, you sound so right. beautiful. This is just life changing.
0: You know what? I say this all the time. But if I had the power to one day walk around with a microphone and a little speaker around my belt <laughs> and a processor attached to the back of my waist, I would. Wow. Because I really do feel like people don't get the full me unless it's through this process. Wow, that's deep. You feel? Uh, I feel you. I'm so attached to it. <laughs> it's been me for so long. I understand. By the way, hello, beautiful human. Selena Gomez is here in the <laughs> studio. Aww.
2: Hi, guys.
0: First question. Uh Uh-oh. Did you really shoot this video on a fucking iPhone? Yeah. Because it looks amazing.
1: Thank you. Isn't that
0: wild? What what kind of iPhone do you use? Because I can never get it right.
1: No, it's the new one, and it actually ended up being something cool. We just got a relationship with Apple, and they thought it would be fun to try. It was honestly just an experiment to see if it would work, and we got to shoot both music videos with the iPhone. It was weird. But it was cool. Like, you, we taped an iPhone to the ground, and I could walk <sighs> over it, and we had them kind of taped around this dome that we were dancing in, and I honestly, I didn't know what it was going to turn out to be, but it was stunning.
0: Are, are are you shooting on a backup camera just in case? No. iPhone or nothing? That was it. Wow. I know. That is pretty wild to be, I mean, the iPhone is culture. The iPhone is humanity. The iPhone is life, essentially. Yep. Redefined everything. And it's cool that your music is tied to the fact that people can shoot full length freaking music videos in their pocket and anybody can do it.
1: That's cool. I mean, hey, I had a lot of help, so I'm not trying to sit here and say, I recorded this on an iPhone. No, no. it was
0: Connor. She it was-, was Connor, yes. <laughs> You're doing amazing, sweetie. Exactly. <laughs> okay, look at her now. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful record. Thank you. That one's fun. Slaps well thank you who are you talking to in that song
1: are you talking talk- to every girl that's felt what I felt you know that moment when you just kind of reach that point and you just want to be like I actually I'm actually good and I feel good and that's what it felt like for me because we wrote lose you to love me first okay and then I mean at that point we had had probably 20 songs or so that I had collected over the years and then I think something happened this year that was really special it just started pouring out of me and i got to work with the amazing writers i always work with justin Tranter, julia Michaels, shout out um but then i got to work with other um other songwriters that i fell in love with as well so what we did look at her now it was almost just a celebration song so it actually wasn't even going to be on the album
0: then what changes what what hit you and you were like this needs to see the light of day
1: well, because I was releasing Lose You to Love Me, I thought it was a perfect way to kind of wrap up a chapter. And I wanted it to show the vulnerability of of experiencing the pain of, of heartbreak and then stepping into this whole other journey, which is mine. And I feel really great about it. So, I I mean, I did it for me, but I also did it for my fans, you know. They're so sweet and they always just want to see me dance and do fun stuff so
0: i thought i'd try it it's very cool to see i don't know just to see this evolution as somebody who has enjoyed your music from the very beginning mm-hmm. th- i've never been more excited for an era of selena ever thank before you. in my life i appreciate that thank you because it's it's just so honest what, what why was it important to start with a ballad
1: i think it would have been stupid if i didn't acknowledge my feelings it would be on, inauthentic is a better word because i th- i feel like i've always i've always been who i who i've been i've never really hidden anything and i you know i take my moments step back a little bit and just let life go but then i don't know uh my phone is ringing i'm sorry Oh.
0: <laughs> it's okay
1: oh it's okay it's an 888 number oh. do you want to answer this oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what,
0: what are they trying take, to sell you i
1: don't know Hello? Hello? This is not a solicitation call. Hi, this is the Credit Card Holder Award Center from Visa MasterCard. Oh, no. You might have <laughs> won something. You should have stuck around. Stop. Um, sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> By the way,
0: real fucking problem that we all go through. I know, that's so weird. I, I get at least seven calls a day. And every time I get excited, oh, my God, somebody's calling me. Could be big news. Yeah? No. No. insurance, looking for something. My favorite is
1: when I wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm going to have all these messages, and I'm like, nothing. (laughs) I'm
0: like, great, I'm so loved. (laughs) Telemarketer after telemarketer. Seriously. Okay. I'm sorry I interrupted. No. Look at her now. And Lose You to Love Me, a chapter in a larger story that's coming in this album?
1: No. It's actually just kind of summing up one part of me, and then the rest of it is just... It's just me having a really good time talking about real things and vulnerability and strength. And, you know, there's a song that I basically said, I can't let myself let me down, you know. And I wanted to kind of interpret that as like every time I feel bad, I always end up going into this spiral and I just feed it. And I've learned over the years to to take a step back from that and try to rewire your thoughts so that you're kind of more focused on what it's going to turn into because you know, one of the worst moments of my life ended up being the biggest blessing of my life, and I think that's that's strength. You know, I I, I view that as that, and I'm really grateful for those things because I can turn it into something good.
0: How, how do you get there? How do you get to the point in your life where you have the ability to turn your weakest moments into your strongest?
1: I just honestly, I'm not that strong. It, it had to. It had to be the people that are around me 100 percent and being able to to also have my fans support me and I'm not meaning that in a typical way where everybody says that I had to get up because I wanted to get up because of them you know I I feel that they're part of me because I've started so young and then being on my show into now and I've grown up with people and there's just a huge point in my life where I'm like I can't I can't keep being knocked down I just I can't for the sake of everyone that's brought me through all of this and so i wouldn't have been able to do it if it weren't for all the people in my life and that's the truth i probably would have tapped out otherwise
0: what does tapped out mean does it mean not release music again yeah just succumb just buy because you really could at the end of the day Mm -hmm. you know one of my questions that i wanted to get to today was do you picture a moment where you don't release music you don't act you don't take part in art of course. What do you think of when you picture those moments?
1: Well, I, I, I feel like art and all of the creativeness inside of me will have to exist, not necessarily for the world. I don't think that's going to be me right now, but it's, it's something I'm aware of. I mean, I want to get older and have a family and be normal for a bit, but I ain't going anywhere anytime soon, so I'm <laughs> stuck.
0: But what part does music play in your healing process? And for you personally, mm-hmm. as a human, does it allow you to reflect? Does it allow you to analyze things yeah, you've been through?
1: Yeah, it's it's actually, it's something that I've gotten better at over time, being able to write what I'm trying to say and articulate it in, in the way I feel like it should be said. So, yeah, now it's just a release. You know, I, I think that with this whole album, I wanted songs to reflect exactly where I was and... It's very different than anything I've released
2: before. In um, Lose You to Love Me, you say you saw the signs and you ignored it. Mm-hmm. What were those signs?
1: I mean, you know that feeling? Every single human being has had this feeling where you just feel like something's going on and you don't know. And at on the other side of it, you step back and you're like, oh, gosh. I totally missed that. And... I probably should have caught on, you know, that that was going to be something that was going to keep happening to me. And that was just, yeah, that's exactly what that means, you know. You're going to go through cycles and you're going to have to break them sometimes yourself. So, you know, they're there. You just choose to see them when you want and then you ignore them when you want to ignore them, you know.
0: But you tend to learn from it.
1: Yeah, I have to. So what you else am I going to do? Yeah. yeah. Exactly.
0: Hey, beautiful human. Real quick, I want to tell you about Native. I'm pumped to tell you about Native. They're my favorite deodorant. I came across Native at Target about a year ago, and it changed my life forever. I've had overactive sweat glands. And growing up in high school, I'd actually wear two sweatshirts on top of each other so people couldn't see my giant sweat marks. And every week, I'd go to the pharmacy looking for a new deodorant. None of it would work. And I knew that it was so bad for me. It was filled with aluminum. And then... About a year ago, I met Native. First flavor I tried, and by flavor I mean scent, was (laughs) coconut vanilla. Low key, it smells so good, I kind of want to lick it, but I don't. It's everything that I could want because I know exactly what I'm putting on and in my body. It's ingredients that really, you know, seriously you're not going to be stuck, like, reading words that you don't understand. There's fewer simpler ingredients, so you can really break down what's in your deodorant. It's worth it if you're looking for a deodorant. Plus, if you try it out, you don't like it, no risk. You can return it, exchange it, whatever, if you're in the United States. Do all of that for free. And I'm going to be real with you. This deodorant is a little bit on the pricier side, but there's no aluminum. It's better for your health. Aluminum has been linked to a whole bunch of health stuff. You don't want that. It's not worth your time. And it's just not good for our bodies. I'm telling you, Native is the way to go. I also use uh, the body soap. Squeeze it. It's in a cool square box. I like it a lot. If you're into Native, try it out. Go to nativedeodorant.com. I'll give you 20% off. Just use my name as the code. Zach Sang. Nativedeodorant.com. Nativedeodorant.com. Look good. Feel good. And put good stuff on you. Zach Sang that song is so... I'm getting flashbacks to the music video mm. for Lose You To Love Me. It's beautiful. And the lyrics, Thank you. they tell such a vivid story. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like there was a part in your life where you were actually wearing rose-colored glasses? And you were seeing the world through this... I don't even know how to describe the, the, yeah, the perspective. Yeah,
1: for sure. We all do before we get tainted by everything, right? We have this innocent view of how it all should look like or how it should be. And, you know, slowly throughout the years, things have happened and, you know, it just comes out. It just comes out. And now you just got to deal with it and you got to deal with it the best way that you can. And, yeah, I don't know. I'm sounding kind of preachy right now.
0: No, not at all. <laughs> but it is the truth. You have to deal with it. Yeah.
1: And I'm a big, I mean, you know, I'm a super big advocate for, you know, mental health, taking care of yourself, therapy, dialectical behavior therapy. I believe in all of it so much.
0: How does therapy help your music? Because I feel like they are, they're different forms of maybe the same thing. Mm -hmm. Right? Because you trust Justin and Julia. Yeah. I mean, to to come out of those rooms with these records.
1: I know. And
0: they started with Good For You. All the way back to... 2013 by the way, Julia was on Star's Dance. That's right. Slow, Slow down. down.
1: Yes. Come on. My girl. <laughs> like, yeah, no, we have something magical. It's the coolest feeling to be able to feel so safe and and talk about everything that you're wanting to talk about. But yeah, therapy helps big time. I'm able to dissect things and all right, go back in time. All right, this is family, this is this, this is that. I did just, I start having a better understanding of why I react a certain way and why I do things. And, you know, maybe I shouldn't, you know, do certain things as well. And then that helps me write it all out. So I think it's all important. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't.
0: Is it an awareness of who you are and your emotions and your reactions?
1: Yeah. I just got to be aware of everything. It's just too easy to cloud Everything that you're experiencing or feeling and I've done that for years for sure Just kind of blocking it out in all the normal ways that everybody does but then Then it's there and you can't ignore
0: it. You gotta deal with (laughs) it. Yeah, you do. It ain't going anywhere. Nope. You gotta flush it. That's right Even if it needs a plunger (laughs) Weird but okay
2: (laughs) Is it is it hard being so open in songs and putting it all out there, being in the public eye and people are going to make assumptions about who you're singing about, what you're singing about?
1: No. It used to. And it would cripple me. I'd have so much fear about it because I thought people would judge me. And I find it obviously extremely hard for a female artist to do that without getting ripped apart. And I mean, I'm used to it. And not in a bad way. I just, I, I've allowed myself to shut all of that out. And when I'm not on my phone or not in that world, once I put it down, the only thing that's around me is my world, which is my friends and my family and my dog and my grandparents. And that's, that's the stuff that's actually happening with me. But me being able to share what I want to share, it's no different than any other artist doing exactly what I'm doing. And that's that I'm okay with that.
0: By the way, that's the world that matters. Of course. The, the, your family, the real reality, yeah. the people, the, the one you have in your own control. Yeah. But it, it takes so long to get there. Yes. It's a hard process mm-hmm. to finally get to that moment where you can shut off one and totally soak into the other. Yeah.
2: But how do you shut everything off? Do you, are are you still not looking at social media? Do you not read anything on the internet?
1: No, I don't read anything on the internet. Um, I am now starting back on Instagram <laughs> It, it is very weird. Um, I don't have it on my phone, but I've been using it on, you know, my friend's phone to do lives and all that stuff. But that's, that's. I mean, it took me two years to really get there. Um, the only thing that I hear about is when things are good and, you know, when things aren't that great. I don't know, like, details. I just know, all right, I'm aware of that and that's happening and, you know, that's that. I've also had a lot of practice, you guys. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to lie. It's... It's just been my whole life, so <laughs> I just want to. I'm, I'm actually in a place where I'm, I don't. I just care about what I care about, and hopefully, the rest is just my work, my passion, um, my passion for people and connection, for sure.
0: And by the way, it shows uh, a couple of things to dive into: McLean Award for mental health advocacy. Mm-hmm. What a special re- thing to be recognized for!
1: It was awesome. Well, it was cool. So, McLean Hospital is, I think, the number one mental hospital in America, and I met with some of the doctors there, and I got to to see how everything works and meet incredible doctors from all over the world. And you know, I I created a relationship with them, and so me being super open with the community there, they they, which is so unnecessary, but they wanted to acknowledge me being open about that. So it was it was actually fun and. I learned a lot being around those kind of people. I, I can only imagine. Wild, no, I didn't leave for three hours just because I was talking to all these people about their goals and where they're taking this medication, and maybe they're going to try to do this all through, you know, cb uh, CBT, which is cognitive dis wait, cognitive distortion. Mm-hmm. I think so, um, and then and then they just kind of empower you to know that you are not alone, and and it's gonna continue to grow. Hopefully more research will show ways to to help people better and I'm one of them, so I'm grateful for the community and what they do.
0: That's really special because it is well, the future and people need it now and there's a gross stigma that surrounds yeah, mental health. For sure. We need I mean there should be more of a mission. We have a lot going on in our world and we'll get to immigration and the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot. It is it's so much to unpack. Mhm. But mental health is very important, and we need to get to a point where we're talking about mental health the same way we, the people, discuss physical health. Mm-hmm. It's very important. Right. We cannot uh, v- stigmatize what mm. it is to be going through stuff. We yeah. have to be there for each other. And yeah. It, Treatment is so
1: important. I think so, too. But I also think it could be incorporated in schools as well. Uh, totally. Because I think once you're it, you know when you're a kid and you go in your class and they give you the happy face or you get the sad face, you're learning your emotions then. So why wouldn't we carry that on into middle school and high school, being able to address things that's happening? Because there, there are kids who don't even know they're in pain. And so when you're able to open that conversation and you talk it all out— You just watch how everything shifts, and I mean, I wish that would be the case for sure.
0: That's how you get to healing.
1: Yeah, but also just understanding. Life is like weird. Life is so weird now. It's all the stuff that's out and everything that you can do, and it just, it's overwhelming. So I think it's actually necessary now in this time than it ever was.
0: Immigration, a conversation you're having. Mm -hmm. Thank you for having it. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> Did you feel like that was a natural thing? Did you feel morally pushed to write that op-ed, to work on that Netflix docuseries, which, by the way, is incredible? Yeah, thank you. Really superb.
1: I I appreciate that. That was probably one of the most insane moments for me. I think that's probably my favorite thing I've ever been able to do with my platform. Um, <clears throat> because, again, people are, are... I have. I've been scared to say anything or speak up, and I'm not going to be here forever, so I don't know what I'm really afraid of. And when I got to meet the director, it was just two stories, two families that he was following. He showed me some of it, and I immediately started sobbing and talking about you know my family and what they went through, and then I kind of started talking to my, my family members. I've been getting specific details of what they had walked through, and it took my grandparents 18 years to get citizenship. So if we were living in... in Today, I I don't even think I'd be here. Probably not, because that's my dad. You know, so it's it's something that I felt like I I needed to be a part of, and and I think that it allowed people to see the humanity behind what's going on. All you're seeing is news, and you're just then we're then we're actually calling these people names that are not even human. We're calling people aliens and all this stuff, and. It, And it just, for me, is confusing because I get it, okay, I get all that world, actually I don't, so, but it's more just about making people understand that these are families, that these are kids, that these are people who have actually contributed to our country. One family, um, they were from Israel, and they started a whole business here and have employed 150 people, and... You know, it's incredible. His daughter is doing amazing in school, and it's just surreal to me.
0: And, and what they do to keep that business running because it's hard for him to even take credit and financial yeah. credit for it. The whole—you yeah. said it best: how we treat our fellow human beings defines who we are. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. Yeah, we are all the same. We're all each other. Like we all have a past, present, Literally future.
1: Literally, the same. We were all just born in different places, but. Yeah, I can't, I can't get into that because it's just, it's mind-blowing to me.
0: How do you want to be remembered? Because doing a project and taking on a mission like that, it does affect the way the world looks at you. And it's something that, just like a lot of your records, mm-hmm. could be around for many, many, many lifetimes to come. Yeah. It's wild, like, to think about That's it. It's weird, yeah. But it's the truth. Uh, yeah. I don't feel weird about that.
1: I think what I would want to be remembered as, like when my sister gets older, I just hope that I hope that she just knows that I tried, you know, or that people know that I've tried to to do the best I can, and hopefully I'll be recognized for the moments that matter, like living undocumented, all the stuff I've been able to do with Free the Children, We Day, UNICEF, UNICEF and and now just stepping into the mental health community. That's all I could ask for. I hope to make great films and TV shows and and music and being able to do that for the rest of my life it will be such a gift if that happens, but that would probably be more important to me. Yeah.
0: Do you love love? I do.
1: <laughs> I really do. I'm a hopeless romantic.
0: Do you love love differently today than you did a few years ago?
1: Yeah. For sure. I think, well, right, you're you're in a phase of life where you experience love for the first time. And I think that that can be, that can just be a little toxic. Because when you're young, I mean, that's what I tell my friends and people that I love. It's, you have this codependency that you think is love. And then you have this addiction to the passion and the frustration with each other that you think, oh, that's love. Or, you know... Fighting or doing all this stuff. Oh, that's love, and I, I believed that for a long time. So I've been super, super single for two years, and I I want to know what that love will look like next for me. I want it to be, I want it to be real, and I don't want it to be codependent or messy or you know lack of communication. And I think you know when you get older, you find people that are actually right for you, you know, that are actually on the same wavelength, if you will, because it's... You know yeah, yourself
0: too. A little bit.
1: Hey, I still got a lot to go, I think. But.
0: Of course, but you have at least a better understanding of you who you are and yes. what page you're on, mm-hmm. so then you can find somebody who is on the same page.
1: Yeah, But I'm chilling right now, you guys. Honestly, that is so stressful, so I've been having way too much fun being on my own. It sucked for the first year. I was like... I just want to cuddle. Like, I just want to (laughs) watch something and be adored. Um, But, yeah, now it feels good. Now it
0: feels awesome. What is the right love? Is it, like, a balance of independence? And, I mean, because I'm going to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I am somebody who, I'm a 26-year-old virgin, Mm -hmm. never had, I mean, I don't even have a real definition within myself of what love actually is. Mm -hmm. Outside of, like, my parents and my dog, Lou love him. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know it outside of that.
1: I mean, by all means, I'm not an expert in this department, <laughs> clearly. Um, <laughs> but um, I imagine it... Uh, I just think I would do so many things differently. And I think it starts with just being very transparent. You know, I don't I don't have room to kind of buffer things that I need or that I want. And I think girls can som- sometimes be scared of that because what were viewed as crazy or needy or um, overthinking things and dramatic. And I understand, you know, sometimes, but I love being a girl and I love having the emotions I have and falling super deep and then being passionate. It's just about containing it, you know? It's just channeling it in the right areas. But I never want to lose the sense of love that I imagine it to be. I don't want to get jaded or bitter from anything i believe that it exists and i'm happy waiting for that for however long that takes because i mean we're gonna be like doing this forever you know so that's kind of where i'm at i mean that's what i'm saying it's like, just gonna wh- keep happening until we're out why rush right
2: why rush are you afraid to fall in love again no no
1: Nope. i was last year but no did you fight it no, because I wasn't, in a, I wasn't in a place to even fight anything. It was more just, all right, I'm kind of out because I'm super confused and I just need to take a step back. But it's actually been the biggest blessing. I
0: really needed it. What do you learn about yourself from it?
1: everything and nothing at the same time because they're like I'm pretty sure I'm going to keep making those mistakes. No, but it's it's um But it's like awareness. You said it like at the yeah, top of this conversation. Look, we're talking in circles at this point. That's exactly what it is. It's just being aware of what's going on. And again, not an expert. I'm sure I'll be experiencing things in my life that are probably similar or, you know, whatever. I don't know what the the plan is for my life, but I just know I got to keep going and Keep being the best I can.
2: Is there a connection between these two songs you've released?
1: Uh, Yeah. um, I wanted to tie them both together because to me it was a perfect way of wrapping up um, a chapter. And so originally we were just going to release Lose You to Love Me. Um, So many things happened. Timing. We were going to get it out to radio. It was this whole big thing. And then um, I had this idea... Where I release both because, it's the it's the right it's the right way for me to kind of say that it's me being vulnerable and then me showing, the other side of it and having a great time. So even down to the videos, you know, black and white and color, it's it's all supposed to mean something for sure.
0: Is it growth between the two songs? Because I feel like there's mm-hmm. growth between at least from the listener, like between "Lose You to Love Me" and "Look at Her Now."
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean that's the that's what I wanted it to be because the rest of the album is so great and and I I again don't mean that in a uh conceited way it's just there's so many things I got to do with this album and work with people that were I mean were legends to me and are so it just it just feels good, you know? So that was a good way for me to just say, hey, this is this is what I'm going to say because I'm acknowledging, I, I hear you, I get it. And then the rest will just be me. Um, it's me claiming everything I lost.
0: Did this album challenge
1: you? Yeah. It was four years. It's a long time. I was going to release it two years ago, and I'm so glad I didn't because I wouldn't have half the material I have now.
0: So what changes? Like, Look at her now and lose you to love me. Did that come in the last two years? Did this that... year. Wow. Mm-hmm. I wrote "lose you to love
1: me" in January, and then I think we did "look at her now" a few months after that. And that's what—that's the point, you know. It's I'm very in so, lockstep with your reality. I'm so glad, you know, that it. I just, I just wasn't ready. I was just, oh, I don't want to get exposed to everything again. I'm not in the mood for people to, you know, be all up in my business, and I just didn't feel right. And then. As all this stuff kind of happened i I just looked at everyone and I said, "I'm ready." My label freaked out. They were so happy um, but yeah, it, it just I needed to get there on my own. But
0: I wanted to know how how you knew you were ready. Was there a defining moment?
1: No, I just woke up and I said it's time. not kidding. We were gonna plan a date for it and figure it out and Then it just happened. We shot the music videos just, like, over a week ago, and they're out now. So we did things very differently (laughs) this time around. Um, So we're very lucky that
0: it worked. Never a a release like this. Mm Because usually, like, they're planned and they're calculated. Yeah. This is honest. Uh, uh. Is there a different? Do you just—it seems more real than any of the record— I mean, I know that every record is your baby, and it is attached to you in some way, but I— I do feel like these two songs are so honest and genuine and true and
1: Thank you. That's uh, what I wanted. Really special. Thank you. Thanks.
0: When
2: you when you write songs that are this honest, do you hope that the individual that you wrote about hears it?
1: I mean, I think that Yeah. I do. Because in, and here's the whole point of it is being able to say something on your own and being able to turn it into something that actually is is beautiful because for me my intentions are never are never evil they just aren't i don't even know how to do that um i mean i can be i can be a bit snappy but i'm (laughs) i'm i'm just i always i always want to come from a place that's genuine and when i feel like some things haven't been said then i get to turn that into art so naturally for sure but in general, the most important part was that the world got to hear it and hopefully relate to it and know that they're not alone because this feeling that everyone goes through in life is so real and you just get destroyed. So,
0: sure. I just got a flashback to when I went to a hotel room. I don't know; it might have been eleven years ago now, ten years ago. Whenever naturally was first coming out. Oh dear! And that was the first time I ever interviewed you. Yeah. And there's been so many conversations since. It's wild. It, it is crazy to think about, and you've been doing this for a, a decade, a decade plus before that. Before naturally. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah, maybe. Right. I don't know. Maybe. I was seven, so that's
0: seven years, twenty was, years ago. Yeah, and then I, 10 years. That's crazy. No, that's weird. Time does fly. but Yeah, it does. It, how do you keep track of the moments that you're in? How do you remain grounded? How do you look back at your day and soak in the present as opposed to just moving on to the next thing? Because it's, you can get lost. And maybe,
1: yeah, and everyone's just like, let's keep going. Let's just, you know. You know what's and next? One of the biggest things I say to my friends is, what now? Yeah. Always. What now? What now? What now? <laughs> and sometimes they're like, just chill. Like, that's what's going on. Like, stop. I'm like, there's something else I can do, right? Um, you no, know, I think, um, especially this year, I've been able to appreciate downtime. So I, I spend most of my time in my backyard with all these pretty sprinkly lights and hang out with my friends, play card games, and talk all night. That's my vibe.
0: That's pretty great. That's it, you know? Are you happier and more confident today? than you've ever been before yeah definitely
1: and that feels really good it actually feels really good um took me a minute but yeah
2: i am what's up with this instagram photo you posted like two weeks ago where you said me all the time
1: that was me in bed not wanting to get out of bed because i never do i love my bed <laughs> sometimes my friends will come over and i'm like let's just sit in bed and they're like no <laughs> sit on the couch like a normal person um yeah i don't know that's so random when people ask me they're like oh yeah you posted that i'm like oh, that's the point instagram right <laughs> mm-hmm. i don't know
2: yeah what is there to discuss
1: well it was it was me appreciating a lazy day well
2: i saw people on the internet were saying is she sad is she depressed what is she trying to say in this oh, photo Lord. So See, I'm I here to get some that. answers. I
1: had no idea that that was happening. Well, It's me in bed. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I don't look as great with makeup. Thanks for pointing that out, yeah. everybody. Like, <laughs> I'm a mess. I don't have makeup on. But
0: by the way, for every uh, turd nugget out there on the Instagram... <laughs> I like that. Con- I mean, what? <laughs> there has to be at least 10 true lovers of Selena Gomez, as I was really dove into yesterday on Instagram, the video of your speech when you were accepting that award mm-hmm. uh, from the hospital, I saw you uh, comment on the little thing. and d- The true people who really care and love and are affected by your words, they exist. Yes, And people who think they're cool or funny, pointing out the obvious or making stupid petty comments, yeah. worthless. I mean,
1: whatever, it gets people talking. So... They think they're doing something negative, but in reality, it's just propelling music and conversation. But it's all, I mean, come on. It's all not even real, you know? It's, it's, it its isn't. It's hurtful, and it sucks, and they get very, very detailed to where it, like, rips your soul apart, but it's not real. It isn't. They don't know you. They don't know your life. They don't know the situation, you know?
0: That's that. That is the best and most honest way to look at it, because it's true. Yeah. They're not real. Mm Mm-hmm. Selena Gomez, you are very real. Thanks. Your your art, very real. You have given us time and energy. You have given me time and energy for years when you've never had to. Hmm. So I forever thank you. I love you guys. It's fun coming here. You're... Thank you. Daniel?
2: Are you... Are you gonna... (laughs) What? Final thought? Are you, no, you, keep
1: asking. I'm here. Well,
2: there's that they just announced that Barney remake. Are you going to join that?
1: I wish. I actually do. Um, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's so cool because I remember getting made fun of so much in school for for being a part of it, and then cut to being in the present. And I sold these T-shirts at my concert, and it was me and Barney, and it was the shirt that sold out the most. And it's like. Look at God go! Look at that! Are you? Yes, yes. I'm here for that. And he does that to me all the time. It's the best.
0: Barney's about to be hell cool. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's supposed to be like an adult live action version of it, right?
2: Something like that. I'm sure yeah. they would love to have you. We'll make some calls. We'll, we'll figure it out.
0: <laughs> Wizards. That yeah. I know. We always talk about it, but like, I know. there's a real conversation going on between you and people.
1: Yeah, me and David talk about it all the time. We do because it was such a fun it was such a fun and pure season of our life and I'll never forget it. So, yeah, we always talk about doing something. But the the great thing about today is you can you can do all kinds of stuff that you want to do. It's just about timing and figuring it out. So there's never no to me. There's never a no I won't do that. It's just we'll see. By the way,
0: great way to look at it and it is the truth creatively there's so many different platforms out there mm-hmm. that are hungry for content as long as you have the want to innovate and create and forge new territories and platforms you can
1: it takes a, a lot of work but i mean yeah 2019's a special time well it, ha- it has been so far for me i'm sorry i get so uncomfortable when it's like like compliments or anything that's like it's gonna be your year I'm like I can't like I don't know I don't know it it stresses me out it's the same thing as I don't like looking at my schedule ever I like to just understand where it's going and then I'm just present and I do it and then I always ask towards the end of the day is it almost done
0: do you get get stressed out by looking at it on paper
1: a bit because it seems so big and massive and and it kind of freaks you out but I don't know that's how it works
0: for me I understand that, though, because it's like looking at something. When you're in it and you're doing it, Mm -hmm. it's different than having to wrap your mind around it.
1: Yeah, because then you're just in it and then you're able to enjoy it and you're able to do what you can do with it. And luckily, I have the most amazing team and and they know where I love to be and where I feel comfortable at and where I will go and where I will speak. And, you know, that's kind of what we've
0: created as a team. But by the way, to make this whole thing go full circle. It all goes really where I'm sitting, learning from mistakes or learning from the, the crappy moments in life. The reason you have a team that knows all these things is because you've had to experience the crap first yeah. to then realize it, learn <laughs> from it, figure it out, and then do it right.
1: Yeah, well, you got to pay your dues, too, yeah. you know. It's, yes. it's literally life. It's, it's very much what everyone else would do. You got to work, and you got to do it, and you got to love it, and then, you know, hard work pays off. But I do want to make something very clear because we're talking about all this stuff and I'm super grateful that we can be open and talk about it. But I'm but I'm good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I I want these songs to represent a great thing in my life. And I you know, I keep getting the like, Are you OK, and it's like, you know what I am. And that's actually you trying to take me down to a level saying, poor you. And that's the opposite of, of what I want this to be. Just so everyone hears and knows that I'm enjoying this part of my life, and I am happy. And it's not bull; it's just me being me and figuring it out. And I'm just, I'm just happy. So I want that to be super known. I'm not trying to be here and be Oprah and talk about everything that is painful. It's more just an experience and. I got my friends with me, and I got my fans, and I never thought that this song would be as big as it is right now, and it kind of freaks me out. But it's so cool. But yeah, I just want to make that known because I think people can take something and turn it into something tragic. But what I did is, I turned it into something good.
0: Selena Gomez is happy as f- yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, love you. <laughs> You're amazing. Thank you.